Manimal here. It's Thursday, May 4th, and today on Texas Rangers with the Boys 100th episode, join Kevin and I today as we go around the league. We've got some Rangers news and notes. We're going to talk about the Astros a little bit. We've also got a couple of box scores to talk about. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the Boys 100 episodes. Hey, this is Mitch Garber. You're listening to Texas Rangers with the Boys. Hey, thanks, buddy. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, and we are here for our 100th episode of the podcast. We are celebrating. We are excited. And we want to thank you for hanging with us uh, for 100 episodes. If you haven't got to go back and listen to all those episodes, uh, feel free to go back and check uh, check us out and, and hear where we started and hear where we are. And again, uh, on behalf of my co-host, I want to just thank everybody uh, that that's listened and that's hung on with us for this long. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. Uh, you can catch me, as always, on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. Also, you can check you can check out Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TXRangersWTV. You can also catch us on our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. And joining me today, my 300-pound friend, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. bull, uh, how you doing, buddy? Where are you at right now? And where can they find you on social? Well, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm in Hurricane, Utah, mm. um, which is, um, if anyone knows where that is, it's on the uh, west side of Zion National Park. Uh, as we concluded today, our five national parks in two days, because that's how we roll. That's how we do it. Some people go hiking in national parks. No, we drive through and we stop and we take pictures and then we we move along. That's how we do it. Uh, we, we don't, there's no hiking, there's no getting out and mingling with people. Nobody in my car wants to do that. Uh, okay. we, did, we did stay last night in a stagecoach. So that was kind of cool. I saw that. That uh, looked cool. Yeah. So we, we did do that last night. We stayed in the stagecoach. So um, that was that was rather uh, cold. And let's be real honest, <laughs> they don't put bathrooms in stagecoaches. So in the middle of the night when you have to go to the bathroom, you wake up and you have to find warm clothes to put on to go to the, the bathroom just off the side at mm. uh, the stagecoach. So that maybe not the best idea, hindsight. But uh, overall, it was a good time. Uh, tomorrow we're heading into Nevada but not the parts that everybody knows for their gambling and all of that stuff. We're going to uh, the hidden gems of Nevada. And uh, mm. um, other than that, you know, everybody knows they can find me at Manimal Bull on Twitter, Manimal 300 on Instagram, and at Bull Pro on both Twitter, TikTok and Facebook. You guys know you have a Facebook. Everybody has a Facebook. Don't lie to everybody. me. Everybody. Just, just become my friend and don't try and. Just don't try and get me in any trouble on the Facebook with the uh, with the, with those people that uh, change passwords and stuff. Because I don't know how to do any of that stuff. <laughs> if I lose my Facebook. That's... I wouldn't have even thought to say that. That just lose... was fantastic. If I lose my Facebook, that's just it. It's just over. I'm not like starting a new one. So I barely um, like the one I have. You know, pretty pretty wild, man. We're at a hundred episodes today. Oh yeah, I was going to also say. Uh, of those 100 episodes, I highly recommend uh, episode number 20. Um, that's my 
That's my that's my best work, I believe, of the uh, entire podcast is episode twenty, and then nineteen, eighteen, and seventeen. Prior to that, I think that uh, me and Kevin um, were we were starting to get the hang of things there, and uh, mm-hmm. our, uh, our 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 uh, top twenty list uh, on our twentieth episode. I think that's one of our better episodes. So, yeah. congratulations on a hundred episodes, there, Kevin. I think we uh, we uh, made it. Uh, faster than I thought it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, when we started this thing, we probably wouldn't have even thought about thinking, thought about thinking about, two, if you can do that, uh, about 100 episodes. But uh, we're here, and I'll say, since we're going favorite episodes, I think my favorite episode was that day we, we had to get on because we signed Jake DeGrom. I mean, yeah. I, that, was, that was kind of a day. Uh, that was kind of just a day for me made in Rangers history. I don't know what episode that was, but I can tell you that, that was December third that we that we did that because Degrom signed uh, December second right after we went off the air. Yeah, and we were like, we got to do a show, we got to talk about it, and lo and behold, it became one of our early on one of our most listened to uh, shows. So the people were just as excited as we as we were. So, uh, but you know, enough about us. Uh, just again, thanks for everybody for for hanging on with us and. Uh, we're gonna we're keep this thing rolling, and we're gonna roll right into the content, and we're gonna go around the league. There is a few things to talk about: uh, the the Miller versus Miller pitching duel, uh, Oakland versus Seattle, uh, was pretty pretty much hot off the hot on the top of everybody's uh, list of yeah. cool things that have happened in the league thus far. Yeah, a couple of kids throwing dueling no hitters that have never had. I mean, one guy had one start before. Uh, last night and the other guy, this was his major league debut and a couple of kids throwing dueling no hitters through at least mm-hmm. five. Uh, I'm on vacation. Give me a break. If I, I don't know exactly, but <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie right in the eighth inning. Whenever uh, they pulled uh, the, the Miller kid from Oakland, um, mm-hmm. like two, two batters. That's all it took for the Oakland <laughs> bullpen to fuck that up and, and uh, put, put, uh, put, the Mariners back in front and uh, they lose a game. And that, you know, that, that had a chance to be the first time an Oakland A's pitcher had won a ball game this year. Wow. I saw, I saw a stat that uh, Bryce Harper had uh, come back from Tommy John surgery in a faster time than Oakland A's. He he came back faster than it took Oakland pitchers to win a starting pitchers to win a game. That was ridiculous. Yikes. Wow. Wow, and the uh, the Miller kid for Seattle, uh, really nice showing. Uh, just to to get your major league career uh, off to a nice little start there. Just uh, really ten strikeouts over six innings. Uh, one, I think he gave up one run. Yeah, so, and that uh, was, and you know, that's the kid that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago on down on mm-hmm. the farm with the boys that the the Rough Riders just feasted on. Right, and and actually, that's that's how I recognized the name was because you had brought him up. We were talking about it. We were like, uh, you were saying, yeah, that's their number one pitching guy too. And they, they, uh, you know, as uh, what, as uh, who is it? Uh, the first baseman, Keith Hernandez might say, uh, he got, it's he got lit. some things lit. Yeah. He got them lit. lit. So, uh, <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next uh, thing. Uh, you, you brought up Bryce Harper already. We don't need to talk about him anymore. Uh, Max uh, Scherzer. Yeah, that, uh, he did go three for three last night. Oh, yeah, yeah, good for him. Well, Max Scherzer, um, 
Schultz oh, Keith Hernandez. Maybe Keith Hernandez doesn't he do New York Mets games? So maybe he was out there mm. talking about Scherzer. Maybe, maybe <laughs> he brought that up, lit. right? Yeah, because definitely, possible. I mean, yeah, you don't you don't expect to see a guy like Scherzer get beat up so bad by uh, uh, the Tigers of all teams. Right. Then definitely don't expect to see that. And uh, one more quick subject: it, it, Giants take two out of three versus the Astros. And obviously we love to see it in uh, in the American League West because the Astros are, you know, the far and away uh, considered the favorites to win the division. And no matter how many games the Rangers win, the Astros, uh, the Rangers are better than the Astros. The Astros are still higher than them uh, in the power rankings. But my question, and maybe it's the wrong way to uh, word it. I didn't quite have the best way to ask you, but I felt like it was a good question to ask you. It's just – at this point, are we kind of overrating Houston? And before before you answer, the reason I say that is because it just seems like everybody's like, "Oh, just don't worry about them. They're gonna they're gonna kick it into gear. They're gonna take the American League West, and you know, take the American League. They're the Houston, well, and uh, you know, they just they're not showing if signs you were- of that." If you remember correctly, and I'm not trying to compare the uh, 2023 Astros to the 2010 Anaheim Angels, but I kind of will use them as a comparison. In 2010, when the Rangers had put together that first season that went to the World Series, the whole season, Mm -hmm. you just all you heard was, well, the Angels are going to put it together and they're going to come back and get this thing. Oh, well, don't Mm -hmm. worry about it. The Angels are going to put it together and they're going to come back and They'll, they'll take care of the Rangers. And, and it just – and throughout the year, that's all everyone said, and then it never happened. And, mm-hmm. the, and the Rangers were able to, to win the division. And now I'm not saying that's what's going to happen because I feel like this Astros team in 2023 is far more talented than the 2010 um, Anaheim Angels team. But what I will say is, is that as talented as they are, the injury bug has hit them more this year than it had through 2017 through 2022 in that, in that run. And now they did lose Verlander. They did lose guys, but I mean, like we're talking about chunks of their rotation are getting sent for MRIs right now. They're still without Altuve. They're still without Brantley. Um, So I'm not saying I don't think I I mean, I'm still of the idea that the Astros are probably going to get it together and they're probably going to overtake the Rangers at some point in this season. But there is that possibility that, you know, Corey Seager's getting healthy. Mitch Garver's getting healthy to Grom. It isn't any more than the 15 days that we talked about last time, you know, and and. The Rangers can be a really scary team, and I even think that you know a team like the Astros has to respect the rotation that they have and the and the bats that they have because the Rangers are going to score runs, you know. And mm-hmm. and and we've talked about this. Uh, I, I believe last year and the year that the range and the year that the Astros won the World Series that the Rangers scored almost as many runs as they did over the course of last season. They just had a couple of points higher on that ERA. Yeah, yeah, a couple you know, of them and, and, and bad, <laughs> you know, bullpen work and different things like that. So I don't think the Astros are toast by any means. Um, but with that loss today and uh, um, Trout and the Angels beating St. Louis again, uh, the, the Astros have fallen even a little further behind, and they're now behind both Texas and um, Anaheim. Right, right. So 
again, uh, certainly not, uh, you know, trying to, I, I don't believe in jinxes, so I don't know. There's about no, this stuff. there's no jinx. It's just, I mean, there's it's just, just no... they don't have, I'll, I'll say, here's my two cents. I don't feel like they have the veteran leadership necessarily right now that they've had in the past. When you talk about Verlander, you talk about McCullers, you talk about Altuve, you talk about Brantley, those are all vets. And right now they're, they're doing it with a bunch of really talented young players and, just as we know that young players well, have a tendency and, to be inconsistent, you know, and they have to they have to uh, expect guys like Jeremy Pena and Jordan Alvarez to start becoming more than just uh, young players on a good team. Those guys have to develop and become that next wave of guys that you know becomes those leaders like Altuve, like um, uh, the third baseman Alex Bregman like Michael sure. Brantley. Um, so, you know, I mean, because the Astros have more decisions this offseason to make on on guys that are part of their their uh, core. So, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, as, as the Astros have kind of done it by plugging guys in and, and keep plugging guys in, you know, that that, that option's still there again. And, and you know, the the, uh, the the Astros, I mean, they're going to replenish and they're going to keep getting – guys you know they've got guys in the minors so you know, sure who, who knows i don't want to i don't want to say that there's like some jinx and there's the, you know because because no. th- there's definitely not that and if they're going to win they're going to win and if they're not going to win they're not going to win right um well speaking of the rangers in the al west and we'll kind of move over to rangers news um rangers do lead the al west by one and a half games uh that's really good news and then a couple of other injury related things that is also good news uh, Seager looks like he's back in about seven to ten days, and Mitch Garver took some batting practice. Yeah, those are both those are both good news. Um, such good news that Barron's even digging in on it uh, back there in the background. Um, yeah, but, but you know, <laughs> getting Seager back and healthy in the lineup. I mean, uh, Jankowski's done an honorable job, and, and Grossman has done an honorable job filling in there in the two hole for him while he's been gone. But it is time to get. Uh, Seager back in that two hole and start cleaning up those runs that Simeon aren't clean, you know, isn't cleaning up or Simeon after he's cleaned up runs. So the the Rangers just, they got to, you know, when they get uh, Seager back, I mean, you know, that team automatically becomes that much better because they're scoring a lot of runs without him. Now imagine putting an all-star back in your two hole and, and getting the production that you're getting behind from Simeon with Seager behind that, you know. So it's, uh, this lineup can be really exciting, and I think that, uh, you know, a lot of that key is having Seager in it, even though they've been really exciting without him this this season so far. Yeah, and if Garver continues to hit the way he was before he went down, um, that's another really explosive bat in the lineup that well, can and, really and... help uh, upgrade that DH spot. And especially with, with Miller not performing and, mm-hmm. um, you know, having to use like Jonah Heim and uh, position Ezekiel Duran as those guys mm-hmm. that you're using in your DH hole. It's just a weird dynamic. But, you know, it's kind of like that idea last year that we, we, we threw around in the offseason, basically, that there's an opportunity for Heim and Garver to switch back and forth at that DH position. And hopefully Garver, when he comes back, he can make as much contact as Heim's been making. And we can start talking about those guys platooning where whenever Heim doesn't catch, he DHs. And whenever Garver doesn't catch, he DHs. Yeah, and I think Jonah Heim has earned the right to get a full a full uh, dose of Major League Oh, bats. if 
if if they if they did all star balloting after the first month, Jonah Heim would have been the all star catcher. I mean, that he's had that kind of maybe behind Adley yep. Rushman, and that's it. Like, but I mean, you know, somebody's got to catch the sixth, seventh, and eighth. Yep. 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 <laughs> well, uh, one more cool little note. Uh, you know, I, i kind of get salty about MLB.com though. I do appreciate all the, the data we get from their website, but they are kind of, you know, to me, they underrate the Rangers and underappreciate them, but they did have a cool little article where they said that they felt like Mark church, uh, could be, or is a future closer for the Texas Rangers. I, I think we are already, ahead of that game but i think it's pretty cool to see that other uh other people are noticing him as yeah well. and, and you know it's funny that uh they're bringing up mark church and we've been on mark church this whole year but the guy that's really kind of come along this year at frisco and not that mark church hasn't is alex spees as well with 100 mm-hmm. mile an hour fastball 93 mile an hour slider uh the, the combination of him and mark church has been pretty good for the frisco rough riders this early this season Love it. And then uh, real quick, Josh Young, was he named AL Rookie of the Month? AL Rookie of the Month uh, to start the season. So you got your you got your Gunners, you got your Graysons, you got your guys uh, there in the American League that are supposed to be doing it, but it's Josh Young that's doing it on the field. Yep, and we've been talking about it pretty much ad nauseum. Uh, and, and rightfully and, so, and, guy and dropped boy, two did, home runs yesterday. Yeah, did he not pick up right in May where he left off in April? Right, yeah, and – and again, I, I just big fan of Josh Young and really glad that he's staying healthy and, and I want to see him stay healthy forever, but definitely well, speaking, uh, get off to a good one. Speaking Go of health, speaking of mm-hmm. health, right? The last time we saw Damo McCullough, big, big mm-hmm. Damo, the last time we saw, he was not healthy. Mm, he, he was wasn't. He was not able to get himself up off of the mat. And, and, and you know, it wasn't that he couldn't. It was that the fight doctor was not going to allow him to go out there and get hurt anymore. Yeah, and it was frustrating to him. It was frustrating to us. So on Friday, May 26th, the very first Heritage Trinity River Heritage title defense will be Brent McKenzie, who snaked his way into Damo's spot in the tournament. He'll get that first – the first opportunity will happen – Friday, May 26th, and it's going to be Damo McCullough. And, uh, you know, if it's anything like the last time we were at the Southside Preservation Hall, Damo beat him from pillar to post. So uh, we'll just kind of see what happens. But, you know, there's more than just – there's more than just uh, Damo and Brent. There's going to be six other big matches. Um, I'm involved in one of those matches. Um, but – I'll, we're not going to get into the sponsors tonight because I don't have that stuff because I'm in a parking lot in Hurricane, Utah. What I'm telling you right now is you better get to Eventbrite, which is on the Texas Rangers with the boys.com website. And you better get you some tickets because this thing is going to fill up. And if you wait until Friday, May 26th to get your tickets, there may not be any left for you. So, so get your tickets now and join us Friday, May 26th at the Southside Preservation Hall. For Slam and Destroy, Matt War Pro, Def Breath Entertainment, Texas Roughhouse Wrestling, Texas Rangers with the Boys, Starry Ice Cream, 
Kelly's Onion Burgers and Martin House Brewing. We're all going to be out there. We're all going to be throwing you something that you haven't ever had before. And uh, you should join us and uh, take in a big time wrestling show in Fort Worth, Texas. Man, man, man. Uh, really excited about that, and I can't wait to be out there, uh, talk to all you guys uh, that, that listen to the show and uh, come out to the event. And don't forget, your boy Kev's going to be out there singing the uh, the national anthem on that bad boy. All that and more. All that and more. Real quick, before we get into our first box score, I had something else that we had, were talking about in the notes, and I just thought it was just riveting. Uh, I guess this is radio uh, podcasting uh, stuff, but – you were talking about Jose Leclerc. You asked me, you go, well, so Leclerc to the to the IL, and I said, well, is he hurt? And then you said, go ahead. Well, I'm not saying that he's hurt. I don't know uh-huh. that he's hurt. Right. But his command has been so awful that there is no way that there's not something wrong. Mm-hmm. And something wrong can be construed however you want to construe it, but it could also be construed as. Uh, being injured or being uh, a, a detriment to your team uh, because of your your injury. So what I was thinking was that there may be a chance that uh, Jose Leclerc gets the DL for a 10-day or um, give him five days off, send him to ro- Round Rock afterwards, let him see how his command and control works out. And if it doesn't get back just there in the five days, continue to let him work a, a, a rehab stint in and round rock and then go from there. But I don't think that look, the look, clerk isn't being DFA'd. They're not going, I mean, he may end up being traded later in the year. If things don't get together or maybe even earlier than that, because we always talk about it. The guys who get traded early in the season are guys that aren't very good. And, and Jose Leclerc hasn't been very good, but he hasn't been very bad either. It's just been Mm -hmm. the last couple of outings that he's been a little bit rough. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to say that he's injured. I don't know that he's injured, but maybe a, a stint on the 15 day might do him some good. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem like at the time, you know, the Rangers were not really out of that game uh, until the seventh inning. And we'll get into the game here in a little bit. But uh, I agree. It just was really interesting because that was something I hadn't even thought about. And uh, this is something that you guys, uh, this is why, this is why we're doing this because we, this is the type of stuff that would happen in our text messages uh, for a couple of years or more about the Rangers. And I'm always learning extra stuff. And, and like I said, we started the, uh, I, I suggested the podcast cause I, I went to find a podcast to try to learn more about the Rangers so I could hang with, with bull. And there just really wasn't anything out there uh, that, that was better than what he was giving me. And I was like, well, we got to, we got we got to do this, you know, and I'm learning more about the Rangers doing the podcast than I've ever known about them uh, being a fan of the team. So uh, hats off to you and all the extra work that you do. Uh, we I, I, along with the rest of the crew uh, that listen, really appreciate it. And I think, you know, on episode 100, uh, it's definitely worth noting uh, and recognizing it because, uh, again, it, it, it really adds a lot of value and content to the show. These kind of these kind of insights that the everyday fan. Even a guy like me, I'm not an everyday fan. I probably know more Rangers than, than the everyday fan. But these are things, you know, that are just on the next level. And, and I think these are things that kind of make the show special. So uh, hats off to you for all the work that you do. So before we get too uh, mushy-gushy here, why don't we get into this? Uh, yeah, let's get into score. Tuesday's box score before <laughs> before anything weird starts happening. 
It already, it's already there, but carry on. Let's let's talk about Ezekiel Duran and his uh, almost career kind of day. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was really pulling for him there in the eighth to get that uh, get that triple and find a gap there, but it didn't happen. Alas, uh, but uh, three for four for for Zeke, big day, home run, a uh, couple run, couple runners on when he did hit his home run. Um, he he had him, uh, um, you know. He's one of those guys that uh, we knew he could hit. We knew he could hit. He's, I mean, he's done well enough, in my opinion, at shortstop to to make it easy to put him in the lineup every day. Uh, mm-hmm. While Seager's been out, now the real question is: is is how much time is he going to get? And presumably in left field, uh, mm-hmm. whenever whenever Seager's back, and you know, I mean, that all just kind of, I guess, depends on. Um, what Jankowski continues to do and, uh, you know, what Tavares continues to do because, you know, Tavares hasn't been roaming center field every day because he hadn't been hitting, but that changed yesterday because he had yep. three hits and three at-bats and he and he did get himself a home run. So it's different. You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of like um, – it's a good problem to have because it's easy to say right now that either Josh Smith or Bubba Thompson, either one of those guys can go to the minor leagues right now. And you don't feel too bad about sending them there. You actually feel good about sending them there because nobody needs at bats right now more than Bubba Thompson. And if there was one guy on the team that needed those at bats more than him, it's Josh Smith. So, you know, they're, yep. they're in that. That's a, that's a good position because Jankowski's played out of his mind since he's been here. I mean, the guy's hitting 310 or so. And, and uh, you know, you, you don't have room. You don't have room for error with him because the moment he leaves the roster, he has to clear waivers. And, you know, Bubba Thompson doesn't. Josh Smith doesn't. Those guys have, you know, those guys are young. This is only their second year in the big league, so they have the options. And, you know, you just kind of work from there. But um, overall, that bottom of the lineup, they really kept things going, and the guys in the top of the order, they drove them in, and, and the Rangers were able to scratch out, what, three against Gallon, which mm-hmm. I don't that know. Was, I don't, that was impressive. Not a, lot of, not a lot of teams have scratched out three against Gallon, and, and, and not many teams have, have pushed him to where uh, he's out of the ball game by the end of the fifth inning. So they got to that bullpen, and, you know, we talked about how good those pieces were in the bullpen. And, of course, somebody, I mean, they're, they're <laughs> locked out of – not they're locked out of their car, and then they hit the – but I think they got in. Hopefully they can turn their siren off here. There's nothing better. Uh, nothing, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing except look at them, look at them funny, right. and say, like, turn, put your – Put your key in your car and turn that thing <laughs> off. But, but, um, as well, far, so you they're know, celebrating. We could have just spun that as well, they're celebrating this, the 100th episode. 100th episode. That was the 100th episode celebration in the background. But those guys <laughs> that we talked about that were good pieces in that uh, Arizona bullpen, the Rangers got to them a little bit last night and were able to uh, push six across. And, uh, John Gray, uh, he, he settled into the game a little bit as it went on. Um, I didn't think that he had stuff to get into the sixth inning the uh la, la, the other night but um he did and uh they got the game to burke and burke was able to uh keep him keep him in it while uh while they were scoring those runs and uh you know the rangers bullpen held on to it jonathan hernandez had a couple of walks that i would have preferred he didn't have but that's okay and uh will smith closed things down in the uh 
the eighth and ninth, and uh, the Rangers get out of there with a win. Uh, 300 with runners in scoring position uh, Tuesday night. And uh, like I, like we were saying, uh, the three for four from Duran and uh, a two for three from Simeon. So he's he's continuing to have a hot, hot start. And we all know that if Simeon's going to get off to a hot start, this could be a big season for him. Absolutely, and we, and we 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 were really wanting to see that for Simeon this year because, frankly, I was pretty hard on the guy last year, but I, I like him. Like, I want him to do well. It's not like I, I have a thing against him. I, I just had high expectations for a guy making that kind of money. But I want to tell you something else real quick about Gallon. Um, you know, started the season off pretty rough in his first couple of starts um, against uh, the Dodgers in San Diego on the road, which is a tough couple of places to have to start out. Um, but then after his a little bit of a rough outing against San Diego where he gave up uh, four runs in six innings, he didn't give up a run for the rest of the month of April. Uh, ran off four starts in a row with zero runs batted in um, and our earned runs and gave up four runs for the entire month. So the Rangers didn't catch him at like a bad time in terms of like uh, like where he was having to struggle. No. He was as hot as any pitcher in baseball. We've seen this from this Rangers team. Um, they and they to go hang up three on him in, in five innings and uh you know get him out of the game at ninety-four pitches. I, I just think it's a really impressive thing to see the Rangers really having I I'm just gonna call it playing baseball, you know, doing the things, the little things that, that make a difference. Cause as I was watching the game, I started noticing that pitch count I was like, you know, they're not getting anything off of him really. But they're they're at least you know battling up there and having good at bats. I want to say Jonah Heim had a really good at bat against him, um, just fouling balls off, just you know just battling up there. Yeah, I've seen you know, that a lot from Heim you know, this year. You know, and and like we said, Arizona got got Zach Gallon basically for nothing from Florida or from Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and that and that happens a lot. You know, when you get down there on the on the farm. Oh, well, you know, that's actually great that you bring that up because, you know, you got to develop talent uh, if you're going to be a great uh, major league franchise. And, uh, you know, if you're going to be good, you got to have guys in the farm. You got to have guys in the minor league system. And the Texas Rangers have one of the best minor league systems in all of baseball right now and some of the best prospects um, that you can possibly have. And the future of this team is there. And so we're big into that here at Texas Rangers with the boys. So we started some exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys, where we talk all exclusively Rangers minor league baseball. We talk double A, triple A, high A ball, and low A ball. All the teams, down, uh, down East, uh, Hickory, Frisco, and uh, Round Rock. Wow. So anything, yeah, anything. And then also once the, the complex league starts up, we'll be talking about that too. So, now, we'll be talking uh, about the D- Dominican Summer League, too, because I think Sebastian yeah. Walcott's probably going to start there. Yeah, well, anything Sebastian Walcott's doing, we're going to be talking about it. And if you want to hear about it, you need to subscribe to our exclusive content. It's $1.99 a month. Just go to Spotify. Where our, go on, us, on our Spotify. Click subscribe, or you can go to our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com, and you can click subscribe there, and it'll take you directly to the link. You can also get your uh, Matt War Pro uh, slam and destroy tickets on our website as, as well because there's a link to it there but go on our website uh, go on this on Spotify hit that subscribe button it's only $1.99 we know you watch it when we put it up there we let you listen to it we put it up there for free so help us out a little bit 
you know, do a little, get to these games and get out to the, uh, get out to spring training and, and, and get the, get front hand, get the first hand uh, experience that you guys uh, really want for, for the show by uh, supporting us uh, $1.99 a month. No big deal. Texas Ranger with the boys down on the farm with the boys. And we should be recording an episode uh, here, our next episode here shortly. So uh, and let's be, talk and about the, that. Re- and the reason we aren't is because I'm on the road and, and I'm driving a whole bunch. So, you know, we'll get to it. It's going to happen. And we may just, we may just give you a little bit like a, a double show or something like that, you know, um, extra, yeah, like yeah. Extra this one. weekend so, or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. so y- yesterday was pretty ugly. Um, there were some good yeah. moments, uh, five run fifth for the Rangers after they had just given up, uh, a couple of runs. They had scratched that thing back to a one run game. They give up three runs and now all of a sudden you're, you're waved down in the game. And, uh, I thought that uh, the Rangers did a good job of uh, getting to PFAT. And, um, <laughs> PFAT. Um, but uh, you, you know what? You know what normally happens? Uh, they they let, uh, you know, spores, anytime there's any kind of situation where it becomes any more leverage than you're up 15 to three, the guy melts like the ice cream and that little batting helmet that you get at the ballpark. So, you know, you can't be, you can't expect too much from him whenever you, when you send him out there in a high leverage situation. Uh, Heaney wasn't very good today. Leclerc wasn't very good today. Ian Kennedy wasn't very good today. Uh, that was eight innings of your, of your work. So eight innings of your game tonight was not very good. And really, Yuri Rodriguez wasn't that good either. He just happened to be in a situation where it all worked out for him. So the Rangers pitching was not very good. They gave up, uh, 12 runs on 10 hits. So that means they had seven walks. Heaney walked four. Seven. Not, uh, not his finest hour. Uh, Leclerc couldn't get anybody out. Uh, Spores was awful in this second inning of work. Um, so it was just, it was an ugly thing for the Rangers. And uh, um, they had, they had some bright spots on the uh, offensive side of the ball though. Now remember when uh, Josh Young hit that grand slam, did they lose that game too? No. They didn't okay because it feels like I feel like I've seen no, that was the Yankee. good games. No, that was okay, the Yankee I, game that they blew him out. Okay, I, I digress. Well, I remember I just feel like I've seen him have a couple of good games and they always they seem to lose those games. And so, great performance from he was Josh he was definitely the high point of the game. But uh, Tavares going three right. for three, getting on base four times that's a big deal for him and he needs to do that more often. And it seems like when he does hit, he hits, you know, but when he, when he hasn't, and you know, he's getting to that point where he's at, oh, close to 500 big league at bats. And you're kind of deciding whether is this kid, what he is, what he has been, or is there an opportunity for him to be more? And, uh, you know, right now he's kind of sitting as more of like a fourth outfielder instead of the starting center fielder. And you just, you just want that to change and you want him to, you know, start putting it together and hitting the way that you know that he can. And and it just kind of hadn't happened for him just yet. But he was a bright spot today. Heim hit a home run, Tavares hit a home run, and then Young hit the two home runs. Um, not a ton out of the top of the order today, but, uh, um, you, you know, they're, they're still being productive. Uh, Garcia drove in his 31st run or 31st run, I believe. So, yep, you know, the, they're uh, – they're, there's good points to this game. They scored seven runs. They, uh, you know, they, 
they got themselves back in it, but uh, the bullpen just wasn't very good in a spot where they needed them to be good. And that's basically the difference in the game. And, uh, you know, I mean, they left guys on base and they didn't hit, but two for eight with runners in scoring position, but that wasn't the problem. The problem was, I mean, they scored seven runs. They, they should have been right in this thing and they should have won this thing, but they didn't because the, you know, the bullpen just wasn't good enough. They didn't throw yeah, enough strikes. It really, well, it really boiled down to bullpens, you know, PFAT gave up seven runs yeah. uh, in his MLB debut, but after that it was pretty much nothing. And yeah, we've and... kind of seen this off and on with the Rangers where, you know, they, they get in these tight games and some games they come out, they lay another five runs or two runs or get some extra runs later in the game and kind of seal it. And then other games they, they'll struggle uh, to score more runs. And, you know, just it, it goes – I mean, it, it happens. I don't feel terrible about the loss. Uh, I think it, the, big, the big issues right now is just kind of some of the players in the bullpen and just, just the inconsistency there. Um, it's a little bit of a concern, but at the same time, um, like you, like we had spoken a few shows back, uh, the Rangers kind of have to figure out how to right the ship with what they've got, uh, until a little later in the season. Yeah, and, there and that's, why the, we, the, that's why like we have said. Bruce Bochy. That's why we got Bochy. I mean, we've got a coach that, that we can, re- that we can believe will find a way, uh, to, to get us where we need to be until it comes time to get the help that we can, that we can get. Right, that was the idea behind bringing Bochi and Maddox over here was that they were going to they were going to do great things with this bullpen that we knew was going to be a big pile. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. we knew that they they knew that taking the job on, and they had to figure out something with it, and they took this job on. So that means they know that there's a plan if it doesn't work out. But as far as right now, you just got to have it work out, and they need guys to to come through for them. And and today just wasn't, or yesterday just wasn't the day for it, and. You know, I mean, you take another day off today and, uh, you know, tomorrow you start a series with with the Angels and that's a team that's in your division, a team you need to beat. And, um, you know, uh, as of right now, we don't have pitching matchups, but we'll get to those later on because we've got a whole day tomorrow to preview. Absolutely. And we will we will definitely uh, definitely do that. Get you that weekend preview uh, for the Angels series. And, uh, you know, really just thank you guys uh, for hanging with us. A hundred episodes today. Uh, you know, I felt like we thought we'd be here, but we're, we're here so quick. And it's just been a blast. And we just want to thank everybody for uh, supporting the show, listening to the show, all the feedback from you guys on social media or really even in person that, that listen, uh, come up to me at work and, and uh, talk to me about the Rangers and all that. So don't forget to check us out, out on social media. TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to go to our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Uh, don't forget to support, uh, join up with Down on the Farm with the Boys, our exclusive minor league content, $1.99 on Spotify. Uh, also, don't forget to listen to us on your favorite uh, podcasting platforms Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, uh, Amazon Music, Radio Public, yada, yada, yada. And keep your eyes out for those T-shirts. They should be coming uh, sometime within the next month, month and a half. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. For episode 100, this is Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.